Okay, so this claim, well, let me pray first. Empty chair. God, Lord, my Savior, I just want to please you tonight, God. I just want your people to hear you tonight, Lord God, and I want in tonight to learn that I am stripping myself of me, Lord God. No, you are. I can't even do it, God. I can't do it. So I need you to strip me, God. And I need you to take these fears and nerves away because we learned earlier this week that this is not of you. So, Lord God, it's not about pleasing anyone. And it's not about being good enough because I'm already good enough for you. Lord, so strip away all the lies that are in my head right now, Lord God. And take over, please, in Jesus' name. <sighs> Y'all, I've never been this nervous to talk. And the reason why, for two or three months, God has been talking to me about illusions. And I just knew, I called Zip, and I said, Zip, I got to talk for Girl Talk. I got it. It's all good. It's going to be on Girl Talk. So then she was like, okay. And so then she was like, you know, it's an order to Girl Talk. I was like, okay, I can wait. I can wait till September because I was under Minister Jackie's um, Girl Talk, and she does September. So I, uh, Minister Jackie sent out a text, and she said, um, we're going to have Girl Talk pick your week. And so she put every week. So I text her outside of the text message and said, Minister Jackie, do you know the fifth is fast week, so we won't have Girl Talk? And so I said, and then I went back into the group message and said, I'll talk on the 12th. And if I'm open for any other thing, if other girls need to, t you know, take the 12th, I'm open. And she wrote, Amelia, you're going to take the fifth. <laughs> and I said, Minister Jackie, no, that's. That I just told you that's not girl talk night. That's fast week. And then Pastor Keith came. Um, I think it was Gifton and Colin said, I mean, I need you to talk. And I knew, I just knew that I had it together. Well, I've been taking notes and taking notes of what God has been downloading to me. Little, little nuggets, I think that's what we call it now. And... Oh, man, it was so much that I had, like, pages and pages of scriptures, random sayings that people have given me, moments, everything. And that's all I have tonight, y'all. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to try my best to float. So I'll give, you, I'll, I'll give you guys the title once the message is out because I don't know what the message is going to be yet. <laughs> okay, so one night God woke me up. I'm going to start with this because this was solid. One night, God woke me up out my sleep, and he, so this is what he does. He downloads these dreams to me, and the dreams will be stories or, like, I could see a whole show happening, and I'm like, God, that's good, and so this time, he woke me up, and he gave me this story, and I knew it was for fast week, so, <sighs> Lord, let me read it right. John heard a pound, oh, no, the story is called The Greatest Battle of John McCleaver. John heard a pounding of feet against the stairs, which startled him out of his sleep. And he noticed the light of dawn peering through the window. He knew something was wrong, for his troops should have woken him up and set him out by now. We are coming to get you, McCleaver. Those evil voices rang, and they must have gotten the others. Immediately, John started to pray. Show me a way of escape, Lord. 
like you have done time and time again for your for you for your words say for your word says you will make a way of escape and that's when they were banging on the door it's a matter of time before they break through and before he could complete his thought the they bust the door open and they were two strong soldiers charging him they tackled him to the ground and one smothered him while the other was giving him constant jabs to the body so john prayed again this is my red sea lord i need a ram in the bush god this then he remembered his partner's knife under the other bunk he reached but his arms were too short he heard mccleaver's not going down shoot him the soldier stood to his feet and shot McCleaver in the stomach. I'm hit, McCleaver thought. But the battle was not over. Another shot to his arm. McCleaver cried out, Lord, you said you would be, um, you said when I'm weak, you are strong. Father, you said you would never leave me nor forsake me. He laid there as the enemies laughed at him. And all of a sudden, McCleaver mustered up enough strength to knock one soldier down while the other one ran off yelling. And he got his hands around the neck of one, of the, um, of one in his possession, and he choked the life out of, them, out of him. And then he fell over. Sorry, y'all. I was asleep when I wrote this. <laughs> and then he fell over. And before passing out, he whispered, Thank you, Lord, for another victory. One week, one week later, a eulogy was given on the behalf of the soldier. Many may say this man was evil and dark, but that is far from the truth. I grew, I grew up with him, and I know him for who he is, and I only ask that you take a second to see him how I see him. He raised me in my, a home with my brothers and my mother, and they were faithful churchgoers. You would have thought that they were the pastors. And they saved every member in the congregation in some way. And me and my brothers were a little jealous of those families. I always thought of my dad as a superman. And I guess every girl does. I lost my spot. Jesus. I guess every girl does. Actually, he, um, he was superman. He worked hard to provide. He served in the church. He loved on my mom. He raised the boys and still had enough time and gentleness for his princess, me. And then he served his time in the service, a war hero. It's funny how people forget those stories, how he rescued these people and risked his lives for that one. Oh, and hope. And the whole fact that he left his purpose, his church, his family to protect this country, that's the man I want you to remember me, him by. The great, loving, God-fearing John McCleaver. I should have realized that he hadn't been taking his medicines. There were, his, there were little signs, but he said he was fine. And he believed that he was, but his daily doses, he believed he was, he believed he was, but his daily doses is what kept the hallucinations away. And 
That morning, I wanted to surprise him, so I brought the boys over to see their grandfather. And I wanted to surprise him, so I used the key under the mat. And he thought it was a hidden, he thought it was hidden, but we always knew where it was. And the boys ran up the steps. And while they went up the, uh, while I went around the kitchen, I yelled his name, McCleaver, so he would know we were there. McCleaver is what we call him out of honor and respect. And the boys adore his war stories and wanted to play war with him. But this time, it wasn't a good time. The hallucinations were back, and we didn't know it. And he thought McCleaver and John, yes, I named them after my father, were real soldiers, and he attacked and killed my, McCleaver, my son. And once he woke up, he told he was told what really happened, and he couldn't take it, and he killed himself. The greatest battle was not with guns and in service. It was the battle of truth and illusions, and that allowed him to single-handedly kill his legacy. And I heard this story as God gave it to me, and I was like, Lord, what was that? And he said, Amelia, you have been John McCleaver because you stopped taking your medicine, my word, and you start hallucinating. I said, well, God, I ain't hallucinating. I see perfectly fine. And he said, no, no, baby. I need you to understand that l this world is nothing but illusions. That's all it is. It's not real. He said, the spiritual is what's real, baby. And all you've been seeing is what's coming at you and the situations and not seeing me. And he said, and you're killing your legacy. I said, okay, Lord. He said, so then God started downloading to me, you have choice. You have a choice. And you guys, God made us judges. You know, I wanted to go to law school to be a judge. God made each and every one of us judges in our lives, and we have choices. You have only two choices, but we're making those two choices. Well, you only have one choice, but it's two options. And you're making that choice over and over again every moment of your life. And your two options are either life and death. Today, I give, I've given you the choice between life and death, between blessings and curses. Now I call on heavens and earth. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. Oh, that you would choose life so that you and your descendants might live. See, we think it's a bunch of choices, right? We think we got a bunch of considerations, but we really don't. They fall under two things, life or death. The fruits of the spirit. You got all these fruit. Love, patience, kindness, meekness, gentleness, uh, faithfulness, long-suffering. Things fall under life, the fruits of the spirit, or death. And I don't remember all those evil things that they list in that part. But it's a lot. The way is broad or narrow. So you got all these considerations, but that's one way. And then you got this narrow way, and that's your other choice. And each moment that we are making the decision, we are a judge. We are deciding our sentence. We are deciding our execution. We are deciding whether we are guilty or not. So I found where God said he asked us to choose life. So the other day I found where the enemy gave us a choice. He said, this is in 2 Kings 18.32. 
Then I will arrange to take you to another land like this one, a land of grain and a new wine, breads and vineyards. Okay. Olive um, groves and honey. Choose life instead of death. No, this is the Lord. Don't, oh no, here we go. Don't listen to Hezekiah when he tries to mislead you by saying the Lord will rescue us. Don't y'all know that enemy be sounding sweet? And it sounds right. Sometimes those choices, we think, oh, it's a good and it's a greater. But really it's not. It's either life or it's death. And it's, it's, you gotta, you gotta tap into that spiritual world. You gotta tap in. We can't, we can't be blind anymore making choices. We can't make no more choices blind. I have been running away from Charlotte. I have been running away from Charlotte for years. When I say years, I was supposed to come to Charlotte. Matter of fact, I came to Charlotte in 2010 and I ran back home. And every time I thought, you know, I could, at first I thought, I don't want nothing to do with Charlotte because my father passed here. And I was like, I'm not going back to Charlotte. It's nothing for me there no more. Little did I know, Ayers Christian Center Church was here. And when, then I thought I was supposed to go to school. And I was like, this is the way and that's the way and I know what I'm doing. But the truth is, I was supposed to come to Charlotte. And that's not to say that I'll never go to school, but it's to say that God knows what he is doing and I had to make that right choice and as soon as I made that right choice oh my god the blessings that have been opening up in my life that I I'm be overwhelmed and I have to realize you still got choices to make on my way in here my kids were acting the fool I said I gotta speak y'all making me crazy <laughs> and I'm just like Ari was crying. She didn't know why she wanted to cry. Zamir just like, Mommy, 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 I gotta speak. And the Lord said, You making a choice. I'm talking to you about choices. You're making a choice. Are you really gonna get mad? It's an illusion, y'all. There are illusions. God said, um, it's in one of these scriptures, but I can't find them. So God says, look into the uh things that are unseen for the things that are Look not unto the things that are seen, but look to the things that are unseen. In the beginning, it's Genesis 1. It says, in the beginning, this is the message, I think. In the beginning was, nope, that's the wrong scripture. Genesis 1 and 2, here we go. First this, God created the heavens and the earth and all you see and all you don't see. See, this earth is fake. These hurts are fake. Why do y'all think God was healing the blind so they could see the kingdom of God because without his spirit you can't see the truth God said I am the truth and the light he said um oh God sorry it, but he said I'm the truth and the light he is the way yes he is the truth that's the truth his kingdom is the truth that's it and so when things come at us so I'm gonna tell y'all this so one Sunday a person that is a grandmother um, threatened me at church, came to the church. And she said, you can't hide from me, I'll find you. Don't you know I know where you go to church at? And at first, I was like, well, Lord, do I need to go take her out? Because you can't take my church from me. And you will forgive me, God, because you said, some, you told some of them people to go to war. Can I go to war now? And I said, he was like, no, Amelia, this is your church. You can't mess up. 
don't be confused by the illusion. Well, not too long ago, when I made the decision to come to Charlotte and things were opening up, that person popped right back up. And I said, God, I, I thought you were going to protect me. And I broke down, y'all. I walked straight out. I couldn't take it. I walked out. And I said, God, I'm at church. I did what you said. And you let this come against me? And I just broke down. I couldn't talk. And Zip said, girl, we going to sing. And I was like, sing? Right now? It's, look, Zip, it's over. I made the leap. It didn't work. It's over. Because now I got this. I can't stay here. They're going to find me. They, I, I, I was like, either I'm going to kill somebody or I'm not. It's just... And so Zip was like, no, we're going to sing. And so we stood out there and we sung, no fire can turn me, no battles can burn me, no mountain can stop me, because you hold my hand and I'm walking in your victory. Cause your power is within me No giants can defeat me Cause you hold my hand if I know how to sing it and believe it now I know how to believe it now Like the beauty of knowing <laughs> The beauty of knowing that God is in control Like this world, this fight, these things, these obstacles that come up against us, they are not real. And you can speak to them things. You can say, you're a lie. I had to tell my life one time, this is a lie because this is God. My God is in control. That's a lie. My car note's a lie. My money is a lie because this ain't it. And I just start going down the list like, no, this sadness is a lie. And you know what? It's coming to it's coming to pass. Cause it was a lie. It had to go. Um, one thing that stood out to me was in Psalms, it said, Though I walk through the valley in the shadow of death, and God gave me the revelation that if there's a shadow, there's a light. Baby, if there's a shadow, there's a light. I am the light. So if <laughs> If you see the shadow, you don't be scared because I'm right there. And obviously I overpower the light and that's why you see that shadow. Yeah, that's good. He's just been, and y'all, I'm all over the place. My notes are, I'm so sorry that it's not no order. But it's like, so, <laughs> I just, I'm so amazed at how things can be illusions. Like y'all really, I'm, my mind is blown because I, Hurt is an illusion. Okay, God told the people, the lame people, he said, pick up your bed and walk. And I can't understand that for a while. Matter of fact, I asked Minister Ty, I said, Minister Ty, what does that mean? I, it keep coming to me. What does pick up your bed and walk mean? But you know what? Jesus was telling them, that bed, that lameness is a lie. Prove it wrong. And they just did it. It was a lot the whole time. It was an illusion. And illusions look real. Think about mirages, y'all, in the desert and how people just like, oh, water, and then they go fall out. I, I think that's how it really happens. But what do they need? They need water. They need water. It doesn't, it's not really there. It looks real. They need the water. We need water. We need Jesus. He is our water. That and it's 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 blowing my mind because every time something comes up to me now, I say. If I could just tap in my mind that this is only an illusion, 
that this is not real because my God has the plan. Because God, the spiritual realm, I don't know what this is, but you said that the spiritual was more real than the natural. You actually said that the spiritual realm controls the natural. So what I cannot see right now is in control. So this right here is a lie. It's acting big. It's puffing up. It think it's bad, but it's a lie because it's trying to prove me wrong. It's trying to prove you wrong, God. It's coming against you. Forget me. It's coming against you, God. I need you to take that lie out. You're the truth. Now step into this. See, we got we to gotta step into him. We got to take the eye out of sin and put the eye in him. Like we have to, we have to move it. Like we can't, we can't be clouded. But that's why we got to stop entertaining lust. We got to stop entertaining lies. We got to stop entertaining cheating because we're only working with the enemy. We're making a choice every time we choose it. So I even, I, I battled with lust for the longest time, y'all, until I realized when Pastor Keith kept, well, one, he kept calling me out on the stage and didn't know. I was like, did he say a million? Wait. <laughs> the Lord's like, no, but you need to be watching it. And so, <laughs> and so, but then I had to realize the blindness. So then I tested it. I said, okay, let it go. Do y'all know how clear I am? I'm so much clearer now. I used to think life was over. I used to think life was over. I thought that was it. I remember the scars on my arms like I remember trying to kill myself all the time then I was mad at myself because I wasn't smart enough to kill myself like I was like this there's nothing else and that was a lie too that was a lie God just used the lie to work the truth the truth that I need to see that he need to show people it's, it's so much I I I just want y'all to understand that every moment, when we choose to listen and not listen, when we choose to forgive and not forgive, when we choose to talk to somebody and not talk to somebody, yesterday I made the wrong choice. I was disobedient. And I felt that thing. And I thank God, God brought that chance right back around. But what if he doesn't? What if we become John McCleaver and it's over? What if we don't get, so we got to make these choices, each choice, whether I breathe or not breathe. My son actually told me, now this is the truth about us, y'all. We really are God's favorite, like people, like people are God's favorite. You know why? Because my son figured it out, and I never heard this. Everything he created, he spoke and he said, that was good. It just came. When he made man, he molded it. He put his hands on it, and he breathed into it. He took the time to touch us. Everything else, he didn't want to touch it. He said, let there be light, and it was light. Let the earth come. There was earth and animals. But then when he got the people, he was like, let me touch it. Let me mold it. That's so good. <laughs> it's true. And I just feel like fearfully, <laughs> fearfully and wonderfully made, like, do y'all know I've been studying fearfully and wonderfully made out? And fearfully and wonderfully made is that we have a path. We have a path, right? God created our path. He said, I knew the plans that I had for you, my child. Plans to prosper you and keep you. He also said, I have an expected end for you, right? So there's an end no matter what. No matter what you choose, there's an end. So 
he designed us fearfully and wonderfully because he knew this path that he had. He knew his plans. So as he's making us, he has a grand plan for everything. It's not really about us. It's really about his plan, and I'm learning that. And so he's made us little pieces of us, and he knew who we were going to be at the moments that we were going to be because he knew the path, and he knew where we were walking, and he knew who we were going to run into on this path so that he started to make us and create us and form us, and it was fearfully and wonderfully because his will was in line for it. So he is touching on his will, and I'm a part of it. I'm a piece. So it's nothing. I can't mess up. I told my sister this morning, we can't mess it up. We ain't good enough to mess up, God. Y'all, it is a lie. When somebody tell you a mistake, it's a lie. When you made a mistake, it's not a mistake. Yeah, Lord, I got to get better. But it's not a mistake because that's a lie. It's not a mistake because you knew what was going to happen. Ain't nothing surprised you, Lord. So I for forgive me, Lord, and thank you for bringing it to my knowledge to see that I'm in Lord God but please Lord God and thank you for letting me be a part of this wheel because we'll suffer with God I learned and this is it y'all this past weekend I, I, I'm um, Sunday I told y'all I, I made a confession I really was talking to God and then I realized y'all were listening I was like oh God um but y'all my family so I want to tell y'all so I've been praying over my brother I've been praying and I've been holding this in and Pastor Mel told me she said you know, his time is determined by his heart. And I was mad at my mother because she told him to take a plea. And the plea was for 25 years. And I said, God, I can't do 25 years. I'd be 50-something. I can't do this. So then I got mad because the other people on the other side, they just got off because they worked together to lie my brother, so they're just free. So I said, all right, God, you know what? I know I've been doing the right thing, and I see your blessings, and I thank you for it, but these people got to go because this ain't going to happen like this. And I said, I'm going to take them out because we ain't having this. And I already didn't get into law school, so my life is not even what I want it to be right now. So let me go ahead and handle this. And I'm in Durham, and I still know some thugs in Durham, and they can go down for it, but I really don't want them to go down for it because I just want to beat the mess out of these people. And I want them to feel me inflict the pain that I'm having right now because you don't understand, God. I don't be wanting people to like. I ask God. I'm the one who asks God, can I go to, um, at the end of the world? Can I go down and close the gates of hell so I can just hit the enemy one more time? Like, I get physical. I need to feel that I inflicted something. So I was so upset. And I was like, I'm going to just throw it all away. And God said, how much am I worth it to you? And I said, God, you're worth it. Now, he allowed me to sit and think it through. And I thank God that I'm not where I was before because I would have executed it. <laughs> but I said, God, you're right. You're more worth it. Where I am, it's more worth it. And then he, then he revealed to me that that sentence is a lie. That's just an illusion, baby. And I could do anything. And he said, and don't, don't, let, don't think that the people got off because vengeance is mine. And now that you didn't take it into your own hands and mess up your life and didn't even execute what you wanted to do because you didn't have enough time and you didn't have enough brain power because you've been soaking in me so you wouldn't even execute that right. I'm going to tell you that now. And he said, so since you didn't go mess yourself up and not fulfill what you wanted to, just know <laughs> I got it. I got it. 
So I, I mean, I've been all over the place. Um, it was so many, it was so many notes, y'all. Blessed is the man that walketh not into the counsel of the ungodly, standeth in the way of the sinners, the sinner in the seat of the scornful. Do y'all know when I heard that? I was like, Well, Lord, what am I gonna do? I can't walk. I can't sit, and I can't. What do you say? Walk, sit, or stand? I said, What? <laughs> what can I do? And it said, He said, That's the point. This is not real. Don't entertain it. You can't walk, sit, or stand because you're supposed to be flying, baby. He, I mean, when I say, y'all, it's in notes, and this is not even all of this is just what I can get off my computer at work real quick. Um, for we have, uh, we did not receive the spirit of this world system, but the spirit of God, so that we might come to understand and experience all the graces have lavished upon us, and we articulate these realities with the words imparted to us by the spirit, and not with the words taught by man's wisdom. We join together spirit revealed truth with spirit revealed words. Someone. Living on the entire, entirely man level rejects the revelation of God's spirit. For they make no sense to him. For he cannot understand the revelations of the spirit because they are only discovered by the illumination of the spirit. Y'all, I, I mean, I could go on and on. I'm not going to do that anymore. I just want y'all to make the right choices. And I want y'all to go out like court is adjourned. Y'all go out and make all the decisions. Make the right decisions. <laughs> That's it.